I'm so glad you're joining me for this episode of Street Soldiers on social media and self-esteem. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Speaking of social media, you can find me and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Lisa Evers, and you can catch up on all of our Street Soldiers episodes, both Hot 97 and Fox 5, free of charge on my website, lisaevers.com. Now, in this episode, we're talking about social media and self-esteem. The social media revolution started fast and continues to grow relentlessly taking up more and more of our time and our lives. In many ways, it's amplified worthy causes and highlighted awareness and raised and increased awareness on serious issues, but it's also amplified insecurities and given bullies and people with bad intentions a way to spread their poison. Have we even begun to understand what it's doing to our lives and what's really going on here? Let's find out what our panel has to say. Joining me is Bailey Parnell. She's the founder and CEO of Skills Camp. She's a social media and mental health expert. She's been a keynote speaker at TEDx Talks and is also one of Canada's top 100 most powerful women. Bailey, thank you so much. Great to have you back on the show. I'm glad to be back too. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Dr. Randy Sconiers. He's a clinical therapist with New Steps Counseling with his his uh, practice. He's the founder of Mental Hop, where he uses hip hop for mental health education to reach the youth. And Dr. S, great to have you with us. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Also joining us is Samaya Reese. She's the CEO and creator of the Get Slim Detox Tea. She's a TV, film, and music personality, and she is a pioneer in using social media as a business tool. So, my great to have you with us Thank again. you so much for having me, Lisa. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Bailey, when you look at what's happening on the landscape, do we even understand what's going on now? Well, it's actually funny you ask, do we actually understand? Because when I first went into my research, I thought I had a good understanding and I thought that social media causes depression and a story. And what I actually found was no consistency in the research at all. I found that some people said, yes, there is an issue. Some people found the exact opposite. We cannot say anything. And some people found that social media improved the mental health of their participants. Mm. And so what I found that was always consistent was that when there was something in between, like I feel more lonely, I compare myself more or that kind of stuff, then it was always a bad situation. So when I actually go out and talk to people, I find they don't really understand the root cause problem, which is you offline. And they want to blame it on things like, oh my gosh, Facebook sucks. And um, and there are certainly elements that uh, that the companies can change, but I think that we need to really educate. And I'm glad to see that even myself and Dr. S are out there with youth trying to make them understand what this means for you. So it can be really like mm -hmm. a mirror is what you're saying mm -hmm. in many yeah, ways. It can be a mirror if that mirror was 10 times amplified. <laughs> so <laughs> and, and put on blast and everyone like could see it. Like a funny mirror and everyone could see it, right? Yeah, so right, right. Um, Dr. Russ, <laughs> with your practice, you work with a, a lot of young people. Yes. What impact do you see it overall? I always try to be positive, you know, positive about everything, but do you, do you see it as dangerous or to the youth? especially as they're developing their own self-worth? I don't necessarily see it dangerous. It depends on how intact that youth's um, mental health and uh, self-worth is already, already what they have. One of the things that we see is that kids who have difficulties already with their self-worth or self-value, social media can impact them in a negative way. Because right away they're going online and seeing what other people are doing, especially in the stage of adolescence when self-identification -identi is taking place and developing who you are, you start to compare yourself to other people online. And as a result, 
you may, you know, your self-esteem may be impacted. Who am I is the question. Is the question to and, them. And, mm-hmm. and, and comparing to all those people out there. So Maya, you are a pioneer mm-hmm. in using social media for business, but also you've been a pioneer in social media period throughout right. your public life and, and your business career and all of your professional successes. Tell us what effect, give us a, sure. an idea of your journey, because you were in there early on. Right, so um, a lot of what they're saying is absolutely true. If you, I say, if you don't know who self is, then you you allow and absorb what social media can do to you and tell you who you are. So you have to be very firm in like, no, I, I love myself. I don't care if this girl is 10 pounds thinner, I'm still amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe that social media, to me, uh, is a powerful tool. However, it breeds a lot of bullies. And this is very true. And so you have to know your self-worth, your, your love yourself. And of course, we always go through our ups and downs as humans, and that's okay. So for me, it's been very good business-wise. I've never felt insecure on there. Um, I, and I, I blame my mama for it. <laughs> she was always... <laughs> did you have haters at, like, at certain points? I was going to say... Especially when you were in every the entertainment. Day. <laughs> when you were in that... Really, every day. When you were really out there in the entertainment world. Yeah. Didn't you... you must have had some when I first started um, the the trolling wasn't as bad because I think people didn't know how to hide their profile right mm-hmm. okay right. and go private right so now they have this space where they they've created racial division they've created bullying uh, to children LGBT uh, you know just because you look different you know they, they believe that like oh, I'm gonna go and you know spread hatred so it is really important I believe that I, I wish that we had more conversations about this uh, my my nieces are young and they are going through this identity Entity thing where they're still figuring themselves out, right. uh, and and they we have talks, and I always tell them, listen, every day someone calls me a name, every day, and I don't I don't I don't uh, uh, re- I'm not reflective of that. I don't project hatred. Right. I, I don't. It comes with the territory. It just way, comes right? this way, and I can't. It doesn't affect me. But what I find interesting, mm-hmm. I know some women that have. Five, ten million followers mm-hmm. who are actually very insecure, and, and, and on their but gram. But what, what about the in, in terms of the research? In terms yeah. of what you what you've spoken about publicly, mm-hmm. you know, on these major platforms, the the line between reality and the, just this fake reality yeah. that a lot of people portray yeah. the highlight reel. The highlight reel. The highlight reel. Tell us about that. What do you know about that? What effect does that have on us? Yeah, well, it's kind of just like in sports. You put out the best, the brightest moments, and you curate this version of yourself that you want to be true. And we were actually just talking about this ahead of time that sometimes we actually have to go make that true. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we'll even take breaks from social because we're trying to build something. We're trying to build right. a business. We're trying to build an empire. We're trying to build a practice, whatever it is. And then we so that we can come back to social media and say we have it. But the impact on mental health is that you're seeing people's highlight reels, and I believe mm-hmm. Stephen Furtick said this, and you are comparing it to your behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And so you're saying, you know, I'm here, I'm watching Netflix, I'm in my PJs again. That's fun to me, man. That's some great, like, <laughs> I'd love a like, night like that. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, uh, and you're looking chilling. at people who right. are kind Out of in, in a yacht or partying or at class, the, the yeah. popular girls. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Like, why not me? Why doesn't my work give me 
me enough vacation? Why couldn't my family afford that? How yes. come I don't have friends? It looks like they're always together. Having fun. Like this yeah. kind of thing. Like they're always doing it, doing, doing exciting stuff. stuff. Yeah. Randy, what, yeah. do the guy, what do the boys tell you and the young men tell you? Like what, well, what, what are their main comparisons? Because for women, I think it's... I, if, a lot if, of if it you, is if the you, beauty, the hanging out with the girls. Often, the yeah. beauty, the clothes, the, clothes. the figure, your weight, your, yeah. you know, the mm-hmm. way you look. Basically the yes. way you look. What is it for guys? Is it the same for guys or what is it different for guys? I think it's a little bit different. I think it's more the material things like wealth and um uh, for the boys uh, yeah for the mm-hmm. guys like trying to be able to acquire some of those things they see their favorite you know, Rapper, instagram or, artists or people mm-hmm. have you know the money the clothes the jewelry mm-hmm. things like that but also how they also get along with the you know the opposite sex sex as well you know if the guys are you know seeing other artists you know other kids get the girls or other guys get the girls what do they have that allows them to be able to do that right because if they see the artists in the uh, music videos it's, it's like they're right it's, it's rented the guys Lambos. are the girls the Lambos right. the jewelry <laughs> right. yeah so they'll be willing to go out and try to get that stuff and that's when we had the behavioral issues come into play because you're trying to live somebody else's story mm-hmm. and without follow doing them the work. without doing the work, but also yeah. neglecting your own story, your right. own values, your own strengths. So that's one of the things that I see a lot of our young Bailey, Bailey, what, what about that? Are we like in danger of insta culture? Like we were also talking yeah. earlier, um, myself and the, some of your team, about how we know people and have worked with people who are actually out there paying for fake cars so they can take photos um, putting trips on <laughs> putting trips on credit cards so that they can say that they're Post traveling pictures. around the world yeah, yeah. there's also this thing called like pods which is where you get a group of people together maybe 100 maybe 200 and the sole purpose of the group is that you whenever you post a photo you send it to the like pod and everybody has to like it so that it does well and it beats the uh-huh. algorithm all right and yeah. so yes this is absolutely there's ways mm-hmm. to play play the game to buy fake mm-hmm. followers to make it appear mm-hmm. like you are more influential and that will inevitably blow up because you're not putting in the work. And you're not putting in the work. We're, yeah. we're, we're going to continue with this. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be right back. Yo, what up? This is Clarity, and you're listening to Street Soldiers with the one and only Lisa Evers on Hot 97. You dig? Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In this episode, we're talking about social media and self-esteem. Joining me for this conversation, Bailey Parnell. She's the founder and CEO of Skills Camp. She's a social media and mental health expert, keynote speaker at TEDx, and one of Canada's top 100 most powerful women. Bailey, great to have you with us again. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be back. Thank you. Also with us is Dr. Randy Sconiers. Um, he's a clinical therapist with New Steps Counseling. He's the founder of mental hop it's a way of using hip-hop to improve mental health education dr s great to have you with us thanks for having me thank you so much also joining us is somaya reese she's a ceo and creator of get slim detox tea she's also a tv film and music personality and a pioneer in using social media as a business tool somaya great to have you thank with you us. for having me thank, thank you. you so much somaya everything is measured mm. it seems like everything is measured by numbers mm. by mm-hmm. likes when you see, can you tell when you post something on your Instagram right What's away? What's going to get the likes? Yeah. I'll give you an example. We were talking about this yesterday. We, uh, I firmly believe, post for you. If you like your hair, post it. Don't worry about posting for the likes because they will come. Now, there's the new algorithms that's happening now. I don't know what the heck might get alike more than another because mm-hmm. the other day uh, we posted this like fashionable post in an outfit that hasn't even 
come out yet. It's straight off the runway and fashionistas like it. And it didn't get a lot of likes. Then I posted something else, similar vibe, same time, a lot of likes. So you don't really know when it's going to happen, but I believe that like you should post because I love my outfits and I, I love, uh, it's part of my branding, right? Uh, so for me, right. it's like, if I like it, I'm gonna post it because the truth is that the, the things that get the most likes are generally outrageous things that people right. do or nudity or nudity or, or pranks or uh the, the pranks uh or or you know unfortunately a lot of videos that are shared of people that have passed mm -hmm. uh people seem to like these toxic uh, uh toxic content yeah. right for some reason this generation or i don't know if it's this generation or maybe they're just not being taught uh these things i definitely believe that i self-love should be taught in school Yes. No, totally. And we're going to talk about that. But let, let me let me come back to the content. Let's talk. About, let's talk about the content, the pranks. Yeah. yeah. Well, first of Toxic. all, that, first of all, Bailey, yeah. that we keep hearing this word algorithm. Yeah. So yeah. for those of us who were not yeah. good in math. <laughs> That's still fair. aren't. Well, explain to can just can, can you give us a layman's yeah, understanding sort of, of, of version. like how do yeah. they so because basically I was told what you post on you know what you post on any social media yeah. platform is not going to be seen by all of your followers. No. Correct. That's so true. explain this el what they call the algo or the yeah. algorithm. <laughs> so the the algorithm in in pretty fundamental terms are the kind of combination of rules set in the background in the code that make it so that certain photos will appear at your top and other photos will appear at someone else's top it's based on your history it's based on a lot of things actually and, and those things those elements are always changing and that's why people All can't keep time. up so it could be based on things you've liked recently things that a lot of the people you follow have liked recently it could be based on um on a certain time of day it could it, so there's actually like so many factors and it is changing and so people get upset a lot when they feel like they figured out the algorithm and, it, and it's changed and what's interesting i think about it this idea of the likes and the comments and the shares is that they've become what we call social currency currency being something that That's we right. literally use to attribute value to a good or service and this social currency now is quantified and except you're the product and you're telling and it's telling people you know how much value you offer mm -hmm. and now it's again did i mention it's quantified mm -hmm. what's particularly interesting for me is coming from toronto is that we are the pilot project for actually getting rid of the instagram like count mm -hmm. so we mm. don't actually have a public like count anymore and i act and i think it's oh, been wow. liberating yeah. really yeah you know what i find liberating as well to have you noticed um that they took away the activity page so i i love i love that so they used to have this this um area on instagram yeah. where you could see what everyone is liking and people can see what you're liking what's happened is that it's created toxic behavior yeah. which people are like you know i don't know like maybe the ex-girlfriend is stalking the new girlfriend or like you know right they're finding uh, out what they did or like you know the bully is trying to see what so someone that they're trying to attack likes doesn't like so oh she likes ice cream oh you look fat and you eat ice cream so mm -hmm. this is the, using these toxic behaviors i've actually i think it's great that it's gone because that the activity page is gone. yeah it's gone it's gone because i i of course i'm always interested in what my friends want and i follow a lot of my friends and colleagues however uh, that's also another tool that does not allow you to stay present right now we are present we're not on our phones mm -hmm. right we're not like oh let me put a like or whatever no, we're totally present in the in the, in the we are in moment. the moment and, and this is all we have yesterday is gone tomorrow is in here exactly we have this and we have this right now and right now i want to ask dr dr s in, ter in terms of the 
in terms of the the males, mm-hmm. in terms of the boys and the and the mm-hmm. and the young men, do they get upset by likes or do they model behavior like they see somebody doing mm-hmm. some? outrageous prank that's actually you know self-destructive or destructive to other people or hurtful or to the community or whatever and then they're like wow that's kind of like the cool behavior yeah I've seen a little bit of both I've seen young men that use it appropriately I've also seen young men who have seen how you could get you know by doing outrageous things you could get more followers and more likes Mm -hmm. as well and I've also had young men talk freely, openly that they'll post a picture and then, you know, if it doesn't get a certain amount of likes or views, they'll take it down, you know, and put yeah. something yeah. else. So you, you can tell, yeah, you can tell how valuable to them it is to get that like, to get that, mm-hmm. because they equate that to me um, as a position of love, right? So when you, you mm-hmm. click it, it's a heart, right. red heart that mm-hmm. pops up, right? So now you're getting love from mm-hmm. the audience. From so you're getting, the, you're getting that feedback. Yeah. Right. Can they, yeah. that become addictive? Oh, definitely. I mean, <laughs> yes. <by every> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell us honestly, Bailey. I know you will. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. That's another yeah. conversation. You ready? <laughs> yes. The, yes. By every measure in yes. psychology, and you'll know this too, sure. like we, there would be considered mass widespread addiction, but we don't think about it like that because we don't view it as other risky behaviors. And one of the main points of my work is to say, actually, social media should be considered a risky behavior like sex, drugs, or alcohol. Because we judge a risky behavior in psychology as something where when you participate, you expose yourself to potential harm. That's it. Mm. Can you get harm from alcohol? Yes. Do I love wine? Yes. Yeah. And (laughs) But the same thing with social. We know for sure everything we've just said, that there is potential harm. There's stress. Mm -hmm. There's addiction. There's harassment. There's traumatic imagery. There's X, Y, Z. Go on and on. Mm -hmm. And what we're not talking about is then how do we practice safe social? And Mm -hmm. that's that's kind of the the justification of my work. And you should definitely talk about the addiction. Yeah. One of those things that we see right away, the issue is boundaries, right? So Mm -hmm. in in the human contact, we can sort of have that boundary in place. But with social media, where's the boundaries at? So especially amongst young people that's what we see one of the challenges they get on social media and post almost everything Everything. and that's that's a that's a great point entire day yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is is street soldiers are there any boundaries left is there any concept of privacy left anymore in this age of social media we'll find out what our guests have to say when we come back hey yo 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 what up what up it's the infamous mob deep prodigy right here you know what i mean and this is street soldiers with lisa evers real issues real politics you know what i mean and real people only on hot 97 welcome back to street soldiers i'm your host lisa evers in this episode we're talking about social media and self-esteem. Joining me for this conversation is Bailey Parnell. She's the founder and CEO of Skills Camp. She's a social media and mental health expert, keynote speaker at TEDx, and one of Canada's top 100 most powerful women. Bailey, great to have you with us. I'm glad to be back. Thank you so much. Also with us is Dr. Randy Sconiers. He's a clinical therapist with New Steps Counseling. That's his practice. And he's also the founder of Mental Hop. It's mental health education using hip-hop. And Dr. S, great to have you with us again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Also with us is Samaya Reese. She's the CEO and creator of Get Slim Detox Tea. She's a TV, film, and music personality, and also a pioneer in using social media as a business tool. Samaya, great to have you with us again. Thank you for including me in the conversation. Thank thank you so much. I want to talk about this issue of the negative side of social media. Mm. Dr. Mm -hmm. Randy, we hear people being bullied, mm-hmm. which is one thing, being shamed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, these trends, these these so-called challenges that are very negative, that are some <laughs> even driving people to consider taking their lives. Yep. What about that? 
Well, I think the bullying right away is one of the things that we're extremely concerned about, even the suicides, right? So we've seen young people be bullied on social media and then go on to commit suicide. So we have people who would never confront people in person now have this sort of tool that they can use to put down other people and antagonize other people and shame other people. So that's one of the negatives of it as well. And just as we talk about self-esteem, again, when you compare yourself to others, as soon as you click on, you're constantly swiping up. You're looking at somebody's life and then saying, that's where I should be or that's where I want to be without either doing the work or you start to feel bad about who you are. Mm -hmm. So as a result of that, we see a lot of mental health issues that could come into play with that as well. And that you're dealing with, yeah. Bailey, the, um, the, the social media industry, some of the platforms yeah. have tried to, insta we, we const I feel like we're constantly hearing about, uh, we're going to ban this, and if, we right. if I post, or we post something that's a real crime that happened, or a real tragedy, it's, you know, it's considered, you know, unacceptable content, even though it really happened yeah. in some cases. Yeah. But what do you think about these measures that are being taken, especially for, especially for kids, because I think it's really harsh you know, for a lot of them. Well, it's funny because I used to have four steps towards safe social and now it's five steps and that came out of people saying, well, who's responsible for this? And step five is hold responsible parties accountable. One of those parties, or two I should say, is being the government and social media companies themselves because with any other risky behavior like alcohol, mm -hmm. we say to those companies, if you're going to make money off of making people addicted out of, out of, make, uh, out of offering this risky behavior, you have some responsibility, whether that's kind of sponsoring mad campaigns and so governments for example on tv where i live and i'm fairly sure it's the same here you know you're not allowed to target cigarette commercials on kids tv right yet you are that same brand can go to facebook and target 13 year olds mm. that's policy and governments and they're doing this in the uk they can actually regulate this and they can actually say guess what facebook you're responsible if if on your platform mm -hmm. you're targeting 13 year olds with drugs let's just right. say or pharmaceuticals right. or vaping mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. vaping <coughs> or yeah. xyz so Jeez. there is other there is other things happening here and i think that kind of the missing piece of this whole conversation is who's responsible and at some, mm. at some yeah, point who is responsible just like every other risky behavior, it's a multi-pronged approach. And we would right. never say with alcoholism that you figure it out, it's just you. Actually, I guess some people would say that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but we would right. we would say that, you know, government, you need to do some work, age limits. You need to actually enforce that on the companies. Companies, you need to maybe sponsor social well-being campaigns in schools. Mm -hmm. Educators need to do more because just like other risky behaviors, we need to be having. But how how realistic is that, yeah. Doctor S? Because you 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 know kids. I mean, mm -hmm. kids will figure it's out a way a to get around whatever. You have to sure. be eight. Uh, check this box that you're actually eighteen and can use yeah, this. And then they figure right. it out. They figure it sure. out. So do do those kind of measures? Would those really work? I don't think so. Our kids are too savvy. I think one of the things that we see They're is very, we very need very to get back to educating them about how to properly and appropriately yes, use the platforms. How do you use it. The early. conversation. Conversations like don't early on. don't drink and right. get drunk right. and I get in a car beer. behind right. the wheel. Yes. Basically. Like yes. I could get beer at sixteen. I was yeah. still yeah. having conversations well, about well, people with my family about if you're gonna do this, right. you need to understand the impacts of how you're behaving and the impacts on others. What the consequences are. And that's where are. the other piece is also parenting and parents right. are yeah. big so, so Maya, what about the, the, the other aspect of this is this tremendous lack of privacy. Mm -hmm. There's a there's some right. people who feel like they just put you have to post everything. everything out there, and it's like, do we really need I to see know. that? And this concept of privacy is kind of, it seems to me like it's dissolved in a lot it of ways. It is dissolved. Uh, I think what do you that think? there 
actually not thinking about the ultimate consequence, which could target stalkers. Mm -hmm. If you're posting, I'm going to the store right now. Right. Someone knows you're, no one's in your home. Mm -hmm. I am mm -hmm. going over here. You're a woman by yourself on live walking in an empty parking lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, people are pinning their locations. Right. It's very dangerous uh, it's, it, for both men and women. But I, I, my mom is. That's a well, great we'll, point. We'll go back to our moms and our strong <laughs> moms. My mom is always like, don't tell anyone everything. So. I do not, uh, uh, that I don't approve because I don't want to sound like I'm high and mighty. However, I don't think that you should overshare. But oversharing is the new addiction. Mm -hmm. Let me tell everyone everything. And it's like they're doing it. I don't know why. And I believe that uh, possibly for, uh, you can speak on this. It's, it has a lot to do with the mental health. So I feel like it's almost like they need approval. I'm posting every everything, thing. validation. Every little thing. What, what about that, Dr. Randy? The, yeah, over, I, the I, oversharing addiction. I think it's is about... Is that what it is? You see kids have no concept of... Pri a lot of times they have no, no concept of privacy at all. And you're like, going, wait a minute. That's a private... This is a private family moment. You know, this is a funeral right. or this is whatever. It's like, yes. you should not be face going live with this. Mm -hmm. Well, I think they're growing up in the age now where everything is sort of like it has to validation. be posted. Right? Has to be posted. So validation. Unless it's not attention. real. Or, or, it's, not, or it's not real. Or it's not Correct. real. Correct. So I think we see a lot of young people seeking the developmental stage and age of adolescence is critical because that's the stage in which you would try to seek validation mm -hmm. to, to really believe and get a, a better understanding of who you are so it's easy for them to go online and, and get a like or get a, a post comment and say now I've arrived so I've, to arrived. Speak. I've made mm -hmm. it so to speak mm. each time they get it it sort of encourages that behavior a little bit more and that's where we get the addiction Bailey you've done behaviors. research and this shows that, that people's the reactions to social media is very similar parallels yeah. the what yeah. our what our brains do with on drugs that's right on it real is drugs actually quite similar and so if you with every like or or share or whatever you get you get a shot of that feel good chemical dopamine in mm -hmm. the brain and so what do you do to feel good you post again mm -hmm. and so that addictive quality is actually prompted by the same kind of addictive qualities of other drugs and the wild thing now is that we have that sort of physiological reinforcement to participate but what I find even more interesting is kind of that physical addiction that's happening now which is just that even in my own research my own participants were saying one of the things I'm most frustrated by is that I pick up my phone I've opened Instagram and I don't even know what I was looking at I've been here for an hour mm -hmm. I don't yes. even remember Th that's not recording. good like that if you do not remember what you've been looking at for an hour that's that is definitely a sign of addiction mm -hmm. and if you ask someone who's tried to quit smoking what the hardest part was they'll say breaking the habit that's right mm -hmm. yeah. and so it's that physical piece too i'm waiting for the bus right. I, what am i gonna do with <laughs> yeah. my time if i'm right. sitting here in a line yeah. not on my phone that must mean i'm a loser right well all so. you have to do is look on the streets <laughs> of any major city we're constantly going to, it's amazing that nobody that that yeah. you know there aren't more people more getting hit because everybody's yeah. just like mm -hmm. on the phone walking everyone's like this like, this, like, a, like, zombie. A, like, like a zombie like a new peripheral yeah. like we have like mastered the right. <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. e exa exactly samaya what about in, in terms of the the pressures that it puts on on women especially sure uh i believe that uh, as i was mentioning earlier i've i found this to be shocking when i was actually in the conversation of a couple of young ladies with millions of followers and you see their photos and they're like picture perfect 
and they were so insecure and like, oh, I look fat in this, right? And I'm like, girl, you got a six pack. What are you talking about? Like, right, right. And, 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 and then, you know, and then you have the flip side of people that are very comfortable with themselves and they don't have a lot of followers. Mm -hmm. it's, it's absolutely intense, but there's a lot of pressure because of the picture perfect Everything photo. has to be picture perfect. Everything, yeah. And like for me, I, it's very interesting because I, I post a variety of things. I don't. I love posting photos with no makeup because I want to mm -hmm. let girls and boys know mm -hmm. it's okay to be like real. You know, it's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with having a bad hair day. Right. Sometimes I'll go live watching Netflix yeah. with my hair looking crazy and popcorn, <laughs> talking about you know I don't know my what's your favorite movie because there still needs to be a sense of like realness out there. Right. And and that is what is creating the pressures because it's like oh look at her her body's better than her oh and and this is a huge thing uh, that we see a lot um, there are these blogs on social media on Instagram that will post let's say a photo of a celebrity who has a very natural figure as a woman people in the comments will tear her down say she needs breast implants oh, no, she the, the, needs the, a butt and, exactly and she it, needs legs no she doesn't no the, the, it's, it's like she's it's fine like the way is, she is right it's like everything needs to be changed everything has to be perfect but didn't Instagram just decide that they were, or say they were going to try to ban these uh, plastic surgery apps because it was oh, people will go yes. to snapchat I was hearing about that like uh that just i don't adds, know how that adds for kind of body modification and actually i would be interested yeah. in hearing what you mm -hmm. think about this because sure. i think that the tea like the slimming detox yeah. tea mm -hmm. might be part of that because yeah i always see it referred to as kim kardashian like so supporting tea like that so what's your what's so your take on that that's why my tea is different yeah, so right. our company slogan is we don't believe in diet culture. Okay. And I talk about this. I created my tea not as a diet tea, but as a cleansing mm. tea. Yeah. This is to rid your body of impurities. We are also the only one on the market that does not pay beautiful models to promote. We only post real women, real men, real results. All right, and real results is we got to take a short break yeah. right here. We're going to talk about <laughs> social media and how it's being used in business and can you really trust it. That's coming up on Street Soldiers when we come back. Yo, Safari checking in live, and you know that outside is cold weather. Nobody else do it better, and she don't do cheap leather. That's why I'm here rocking with Lisa Evers. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. On this episode, we're talking about social media and self-esteem. What's the connection? What are the dangers? Joining me for this conversation is Bailey Parnell. She's the founder and CEO of Skills Camp. She's also a social media and mental health expert, keynote speaker at TEDx, and one of Canada's top 100 most powerful women. Bailey, great to have you with us again. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be back. Thank you. Also with us is Dr. Randy Sconyers. He's a clinical therapist with New Steps Counseling. That's his practice. He's also the founder of Mental Hop, which uses hip hop for mental health education. Dr. S, great to have you with us. Thanks, Lisa, for having me. Thank you so much. Also with us is Samaya Reese. She's the CEO and creator of the Get Slim Detox Tea. She's a TV, film, and music personality and a pioneer in using social media as a business tool. So my great to have Thank you with you us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Bailey, in terms of the, uh, the, the effect on the age group, we, we 
talk a lot about teens, preteens, like yeah. 11 to 13. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is that the stage when they're most vulnerable to any negativity? Yeah, I would say that that is the most at-risk group, if you want to use that kind of language. And it's because they're at a phase of life, and, I, and I'm sure Dr. S will talk more about this in a sec, is and at that phase of life, it's very normal part of child development to go outside the home and what's familiar and compare yourself with peers as a means of understanding identity, like he was saying earlier. And so that's always happened. For me, it was MSN. For my mom, it was the phone. And we have funny <laughs> conversations about the shenanigans that we would get up to on MSN and the phone to make other people know that we were there. We would go offline. We would go online. We would make sure our crush oh, yeah. kind of knew we were online. Right. Some emotional status of lyrics or whatever. <laughs> They're doing that now. It's just imagine it's sort of hyper amplified and completely tied to you. It doesn't turn off. There's no stopper. And um, like, for example, when someone would pick up the phone and your dial-up would go out, a natural stopper. Maybe right. I should take a break. <laughs> right, exactly. There's none of that anymore, right? Is this the sign? But, <laughs> exactly. And with youth, it's worse. And oh, I yeah. imagine Dr. Ross, what, what about that? Yeah. Is that the age group, that 11 to 13? Yeah, I agree it is because the boundaries are not there, right? We're, this is where they're learning social boundaries and relationship boundaries. And if nobody's having these conversations with them about it, now you have this tool of social media where you can go on post and my concern is the predators too because you have people in the background mm. who are now dming mm. you know young people and oh, yeah. portraying themselves as the same age and they can prey on these young people that don't have you know the the faculties to sort of you know protect themselves from those sort of things so that's a concern definitely amongst that age group and how does a parent have a conversation with their child about that and not sound like i'm going to take your phone away if you you know or I'm only, you're only going to have your phone for certain hours, which well, is not going to happen. Well, it's all about engagement, right? I think parents have to understand young people are experts in the things that they're interested in. So <laughs> yeah. don't present yourself. If you're not an expert and you don't know much about it, allow them to share. But you share about, you know, I know a lot of young people don't want to hear the stories of back in the day. <laughs> no, they were like they tune out. But, but there Some was also, either, so, but there's yeah. an opportunity <laughs> to connect in that way to say, look, this is what we did back in the day. Some of the issues have changed. The tools have changed. But the, same, but still the, the issues, same. the no. human still issues the are still the same. The human issues are still the same. So there's the bridge for connection right okay. then and there with the young people. And um, a lot of times they can school you, you know, the kids can school you as the parent on the so, new social media. So that's a, that, that's an they important do. point because a lot of times parents feel intimidated because they don't know the terminology. They're not mm -hmm. familiar with these platforms. That's right. But it's like at the end of the day, the human experience is still the same. It's just being, mm -hmm. you know, it's just being played out in different it's ways. It's playing played out different. But I see an opportunity for schools and, you know, to bring in parents to have social media training for the parents or even they're doing a lot more now social media training for the kids, which I love to see. We a lot of schools are Excellent. using that. We you do? Know, wow. Parents and a lot of grand, even grandparents, politicians, educations with the safe social part of my life. And and it's funny you ask the question because if one of the things they say is like, how do I talk to them about it? Can you give me like <laughs> discussion questions? To right. with they my want pointers. <laughs> like they yeah. feel intimidated. Like don't even know how to, if you don't even know what's going on, how do you ask how the right ask. question? That's how right. do you ask about a DM if you don't even know what DM means? That's right. Maybe you start with so, the yeah. I don't know, like my mom like just learned about it, yeah, so she's the language, yeah, right. The language, 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 yeah. Learn the language, and then and then talk and talk about the feelings. Um, in terms in terms of the future of social media, so Maya, you were one of the pioneers to mm -hmm. use it as a business tool right. to build your brand, to build your business empire. What gave you the idea to get involved with that, and do you mm -hmm. see this as a growing a growing trend? So again, as with uh, the bad, there's the good, good, the bad. Uh, social media, it can be incredible to send your message 
as well as incredible for e-commerce businesses, entrepreneurs, a law firm, uh, being a, a teacher, being a, a, a talk about mental health. So it's a great tool. And I, I think that, that if you use it properly, this can be an excellent, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's not going to stop. It's only going to get bigger and better. I started in, on MySpace, and where we've grown now is incredible. Now you can link your business and create a buy now button on Instagram. Uh, I think that it's great for me e-commerce wise. It's been incredible. 85% of my customers come from social media. The rest are from ads and you know different advertisement uh, avenues that I have uh, outside of social media, such as email subscriber lists, uh, PR companies that I work with. But I do think that it's great. It's been really good for me. I think it's great for anyone. But I'm also very responsible. You know, so there's so got to be a lot of scams too. Oh, there yeah. are a lot of scams all, all the time. You see, like businesses that are finsta businesses. Mm -hmm. <laughs> how, do, are, how, do, how do people know? What what advice would you give uh, people if they if they see products if they sure. see things on Instagram and then it, you know because there's as, the cash app. There's all these right. things that are out there. So uh, as a, a company uh, that uh, as someone that definitely pioneered business on social media, uh, beware of the comments read reviews, if a page has, I don't know, 300,000, um, you know, purses, whatever, but like one comment, mm -hmm. red flag. Mm -hmm. If the page is private, red flag. Red flag. Mm -hmm. If if the, the page doesn't have a lot of engagement, because uh, now mind you, my page has a lot of engagement, but sometimes people won't like a lot of, you know, the, the, uh, the you know, like my post of like, oh, I'm having a sale this weekend. But then if you click on the hashtags, you see there's like thousands of people that buy my products. Right. So, uh, uh, but you just have to you dig in know, a little bit. And if it goes to a website yeah. that has the lock on it. But you know, it that's what I was going to say. You, you have to be careful. So if you click on something, it doesn't lead anywhere. Or if it's asking you to give you your credit card right away. Or right. It's, it's just red, a, flag. it's red, red flags. Red and flag. I don't know if maybe because we're adults, like maybe there's a little common sense there. But there's a lot of young people that don't know that. Yeah, they haven't had those they haven't had that experience yet, so uh, we just have to continue to to educate and just do our best in having the conversations. With have these conversations like we yeah. right but now. But the red flags are very easy to spot, right? Once you know what they are, like financial literacy is huge. Yeah, right. That's yeah. a huge. That's another, that's, another show. that's another show. That's another show. Right. Bailey, what about what about in terms of yeah. the growth of social media? Yeah, I mean, where we're going? Yeah, because we see it now. It's, it's a key player in politics, yeah. national politics, oh, and now yeah. international. <laughs> that is another show. Yeah, well. yeah, that's another and show. that's another show too. <laughs> I and never thought TikTok we'd be having that conversation. And right TikTok now. with international <laughs> politics yeah. now, mm -hmm. and you know, there it's being even considered as yeah. okay. There's you know, piracy of personal data can lead mm -hmm. to oh yeah, a security a threats is being right called a sure. TikTok's being called mm -hmm. a national security threat in Congress. Yeah. What do you see happening? You know, what do you see happening as as you look ahead in the next couple of years? I mean, this I hope this is the next couple of years, but kind of what I said earlier about putting pressure on policymakers is is for example, I don't it all comes back to money, right? It always ends up coming back always, to yeah. money, where it's spent, who owns it and where that's and where the taxes are being paid. Exactly. And a lot of these social media companies, they're actually headquartered in places like Ireland because of low corporate tax. Mm -hmm. And so what what governments, if you really want to make them change their mind, I think that you'd have to say Look how much tax you're missing out on by not policing this in your own country. Mm -hmm. And um, so they'll pay tax there, even though they might be all from here mm -hmm. and, and servicing mostly here, they won't actually be paying tax to, 
to this country. And I think that might be the loophole to actually get them back here and, and then and then enforce things about um, well, what are our standards. So and you're saying because they're offshore, because they're, they're not based in the in the United States or Canada, yeah, this in is North like America. Pretty much most of the big tech companies right. that you know, mm-hmm. they're, not head, they're not actually based here legally. They're paying taxes to places like, they're called tax haven countries, which are right. places like Ireland, mm-hmm. where, um, where you have to pay very low corporate tax. And what's happened with these companies is they're saying, um, what used to happen is that you pay money based on where you're headquartered and what places like Europe and the GDPR are doing now are saying, actually, you're going to pay based on the people you serve. That happens. That happens in other businesses, right? Like right, if I have yeah. a, you know, my store in Ireland, I have that store pays taxes to Ireland. Mm-hmm. Right. So why are these corporate companies allowed to service people in Canada, and then Canada sees nothing of that of that privilege and and a bit and has to deal well. with whatever effects whatever effects yeah. are coming coming from it? Yeah, I think that might be the way in to actually change the way policies are done because you say in this country, here's what matters to us, and you better figure out how to make it happen with citizens of this country. All right, that's a great idea, mm-hmm. Doctor Ross. In term in terms of the um, in, in terms of the images and in terms of hip-hop too mm-hmm. I mean social media has been a huge huge factor in the international growth of hip-hop to the point where it's the number one mm-hmm. most popular music you know <coughs> streamed around the world around sure. the world but there's also negative images again you come back to the images that get attention the artists that get attention they have to have a, a tremendous amount of shock value do you see that trend yeah. continuing or yeah, I see it continuing, and one of the concerns is how far do you go to get that attention, right? right. I don't think a lot of our young people who are not going to become big stars, they're just going to go off to college or go you know, get a job, which is great. Some of the things that you post now, we have a lot of employers going back and looking at social media accounts, right? So a lot of our young people don't realize I'm posting something, a picture of a gun or smoking this or doing that, not realizing that when I go to apply for that job or when I interview for that job, mm-hmm. that employer might have went on my account and checked it out. Now, maybe there's a rule where they don't, you know, use that in the no, interview. No, that's, that's very true. Oh, I do. We've I do you check. use that? Fa- yeah. I and do we, too. I've yes, heard I from so I've heard, I've heard, heard of yes. employers ready to hire, and especially especially with the females. And I'm pretty open. I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't care if what you're into as long as it's not harmful, as long as it's not against what I'm trying your to. Image, might your be. brand, right. yeah. yeah and then the message, like, because I'm I'm a big jokester myself, but that is important because you got to fact check. And also, yeah. young people might not realize. I mean, if even the police and you know criminal they're utilizing social media as well so there's the, I mean now oh, they yeah. listen you see people yeah, telling well, I will refer the, everybody right now to yeah. our Takashi <laughs> 6 9 shows we yes. have three of them on lisaevers.com yes. exactly yes. where social media yes. and, and people need to understand telling on too. themselves yeah, so they educating self snitching with a self snitching don't commit a crime and put it on Instagram <laughs> because you will end up crazy. in federal court it's, and it's exactly. so weird it seems like common sense Obvious. what I get we but have they don't understand this is so common it's not so common but it's also because they don't have these boundaries of understanding like you don't in the right. age group. So you have to yeah. go back to, it goes back to educating, having that right. conversation with them as early as possible and, and to really get them to understand. And to get them to engage. Yeah. post 9-11, they actually don't know a world with, with, without it. With, That's right. Out with privacy, I want to say. Right. right. Uh, they literally don't know a world where you're not thinking to. that the government is looking at you. Oh, right. of course they're seeing it. Like, And we were saying earlier where you're, 
parents themselves we're now what you've been 17 years on social mm-hmm. so if you were born 2000 and later you're you're in sc- you're in university right now right and mm-hmm. it's very possible that your parents have been documenting your life on social right. your whole we life. didn't even talk about that yeah the, the whole beginning so you yeah. don't know anything else of course it's natural to share the family right. dinner because when you go to family dinner your mom's on their phone right mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, they don't know anything else. And there it is. <laughs> all right. On that note, I want to thank you all for being with us for this episode of <laughs> Street Soldiers. Forever. Bailey thank Parnell, you. great to have you with us. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. Thank you. Dr. Randy Skynews, a.k.a. Always. Dr. S., thank, thank you. you so much. <laughs> and Samaya Reese, great to have you thank with us. You. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace.